today on the Rita Mimi Do It Show. Hello, everyone. I am so excited this week to bring you a bonus episode. So I want to give you a little bit of information as to what this is. Now, I do live streams every week in my free community on Facebook called The All-In Entrepreneur. If you are not a member of The All-In Entrepreneur Facebook group, then I highly suggest that you get your butt in there because it is full of thousands of women from across the country who are helping support each other in growing their business through connections and information and cheerleading and just anything you could think of, it is happening in this group. But one thing that I do for the members is every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, I go live with a live training. And I did that this week And it's always a very super packed training, (laughs) but this past week was especially packed. And the comments that I'm getting on this particular live stream are incredible. In fact, I think it's one of the most commented on live streams that I've ever done. And someone said, Rita, I didn't get to listen to all of it. I wish you had this in a podcast format so I could listen to it while I'm going everywhere instead of having to be, you know, on my computer. And I thought, well, why don't I have that, right? I have the ability to bring you the audio from that live stream and from future live streams, as I think may be helpful for you all, so that you can listen to it everywhere you go. Because (laughs) as much as I love for you to look at my beautiful face and (laughs) interact with me live on Facebook Live, I know that's not convenient for everyone. So with the feedback that I got, And then the comment of, could you put this in an audio format so I can listen to it on my, I guess, iTunes MP3 players? Is that what they call them nowadays? (laughs) Is that still what we call them? I don't know. But I thought, well, why not? So that's what I'm doing. And that's what this is. Now, I will give a little bit of backstory. So while I go live every Wednesday at 5, this is part of a three-part series. So I'm going live every other day in my community. So on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, this is the live from this past Monday, part one. It's a three-part series called The Three Reasons That You're Not Making Six Figures in Your Business. And so this is reason one. And I believe I will also, if it gets the same kind of feedback, (laughs) be sharing reasons two and reasons three with you in this same bonus episode format. Now, I do want to kind of give caveats because this is a live stream training. We are pulling audio from the live stream. So the audio quality probably isn't going to be as good as it normally is when I just straight out record a podcast episode directly. But it should still be something that is easy to follow and you are going to be able to implement all of this information immediately in your business. So the three reasons that you're not making six figures in your business, and the reason that I think that this is so powerful is because the reasons aren't what you think they are, and they're easier to turn around and change than you think that they could be. And that has been a game changer for so many of the people who have already said, look, I've already started putting this into motion, and I'm already experiencing different results in my business just from implementing the things that you said in reason one. And so I'm really excited 
to bring this to you. It doesn't matter if you've been in business for one day or if you've been in business for a year or 10 years, these things will ring true at every stage of your business. And one thing I wanna say, there is nothing magical, you'll hear me say this a lot in this training, there is nothing magical about six figures. So while I'm using six figures, and I tell you why in the training, I do want you to insert whatever your financial goal is, right? Whatever your goal is is fine, whether that's $1,000 a month or it's $100,000, a month, right? These reasons will ring true for why you're not generating it at each stage of your business, no matter how long you have been trying to uh, reach that new revenue level, no matter how long you've been trying to grow your business, or no matter how long you have been in business. So I know that this will change the way that you approach your business. This will change the way that you think about what you're doing to grow and build your business. So I hope that you enjoy this and this is set up in a way that you can put it into action immediately. And I will say, if you like this and you would like me to share reasons two and three with you in the same bonus episode format, please email me at feedback at readamamedoit.com to let me know. Again, that's feedback at readamamedoit.com. Let me know and also let me know if there are any other topics that you would like me to include in a bonus episode format. I am really looking to bring you as much education, as much value, all of the introductions to people and resources that can really help you grow your business in 2020. So I hope you enjoy it and I will talk with you all soon. Because of Rita, I got on the news. Because of Rita, I had 15 speaking engagements last year. Because of Rita, I've become a six-figure business owner. Because Because of Rita, Rita, I've doubled my revenue by doubling my clients. I'm Rita, business strategist, speaker, and success coach also known as the gal who went on 35 dates in 35 days and blogged all about it. And this is the Rita Mimi Do It Show, where every week I bring you the real information about what it takes to go all in on your dreams so that you can build a profitable business and live a positive life. Some weeks I'll have a guest and others it'll be just you and me, like we're out on my deck sharing a bottle of wine. The conversation, yeah, it'll be that real. are you? I am back. So many of you may have known or didn't know or I was in Florida for an event um, the past couple of days, but I'm back and I'm really, really excited for everything that we're going to do this week. So we are talking all this week about the three reasons that you're not making six figures in your business. And again, I always say there's nothing magical about six figures. So I'm going to I'm going to caveat that and talk about that, but I am curious because this will tie into it. What is something you're trying to achieve this week? So what is a goal? What is something on your radar? Are you trying to sign a client? Are you trying to get a speaking engagement? Like what is going on for you this week? Um, So all this week, I'm doing this three-part series, this three-part series, the three reasons that you're not making six figures in your business. Now, there's no registration page. You don't have to opt in. You don't have to give me your email address, right? There's nothing like that. Um, this is just kind of like something that has, it comes up every time I register people for my mastermind group. So right now, I'm sure you guys have seen it. I'm registering people for um, my mastermind group, the Six Figure CEO Mastermind, which starts um, next month. And I've got like three 
spots, maybe four, I'm not sure, uh, open right now, but I'm getting on the phone and talking to people about it. And so the name of my mastermind group is, is the six figure CEO. So every time I bring this program up, I get emails, I get phone calls. I'm having conversations with people that are like, look, I, I want to talk to you around about this whole six figure thing. Like, what am I doing that's keeping me from six figures? Or why is six figures important? Why do all of you coaches talk about six figures, right? Or like, um, you know, I, I'm kind of making it, but then it goes away. Or I always look like I'm on tap to make it and then I don't, or I'm nowhere near making it, right? But these are the conversations that I'm having with people. And so I thought, I really want to bring this out to you and just share with everybody what I'm sharing with people on these conversations that I'm having around determining if my mastermind group right, is the right fit for them, because it's about all of this. Why aren't you making six figures? Why is six figures so important? Why do we all talk about six figures? Why does it look like you might make it and then you don't? Why do you feel so far away from it? Like all everything, right? So the reason that us coaches, right, talk about six figures, and I can't speak for all the other coaches. So I know why I talk about six figures. First of all, I believe that other people view that as kind of a milestone marker in their business. How many of you agree that you feel like once I hit six figures, that means something? Like, I'm not really sure what it means, but it means something right? How many of you feel like that? Yes or no? And and I tend to speak around things in six figures because I do believe that it is kind of a, there's nothing magical about it, but it is a mile marker, right? If you get to a place where you are able to consistently generate a monthly revenue that at the end of the year will put you at six figures, it's a good health indicator of your business. Like it's a good indicator that you have got the foundations of business in place, right? That you understand all of the key foundations to be able to achieve almost anything that you want to in business. Right now, that's not a rule. It's not like if you don't make six figures, that is, you, you don't have these things in place. Like, no, absolutely not. Right. But I do think that it is a good health indicator of your business, which is why I talk about it. Right. But, you know, people come to me and they're like, with this magical number, Rita, right? That, so that's why we're talking about six figures. Again, it can be whatever you want your goal to be, 25,000, 50,000, 2,000 a month, insert your number. But we're talking in this series, six figures, because one, I do believe it's a good health indicator of your business around how solid you've got the foundations of your business built. And number two, that's how other people talk to me about it, right? Like I didn't pick this number, right? People call me and say, hey, Rita, how can I make six figures in my business? So I get and I acknowledge and I recognize that like out in the world, because it was me too, right? Out in the world, that is also a milestone marker for many of us. And so I just speak back in the language of everybody that's speaking to me, right? But there is nothing magical about six figures. But people come to me with this quote unquote magic number and they're like, Rita, so here's the deal. I'm not making six figures in my business. And um I want to, or I'm, I'm, I have, I've made it, but only once or twice, you write the monthly revenue I need for that. And then it goes away or God, every year it looks like I'm almost there. I'm almost there. And then I just don't hit it. Right. So these are the conversations that I'm having and I, I'm just going to like share, right. Like the number one reason, <laughs> the number, like it, these aren't in order. It's not like, this is the most important reason, right? I'm sharing. This is a three-part series today. I'm giving you reason one. On Wednesday, I'm giving you reason two. On Friday, I'm giving you reason three. They're not in like order, 
right? Of like most to least or least to most important. These are just three equal reasons why this is happening in your business, right? So reason one, why you're not making six figures in your business is that you're not doing enough. You're just not doing enough, right? Now, I know that this starts frustrating. So again, that's why I said, we're having two other parts, right? There's going to be a part on Wednesday and a part on Friday. <clears throat> so don't worry, right? Like, it's like, but people go, read. are you kidding me? I'm doing so much, right? I shared this in my podcast episode last week about how I uh, started hitting $20,000 a month consistently, right? But one thing people say is, oh my gosh, Rita, I'm not doing enough, but my days are so full. So how many of you feel like that? Your days are just so full. You're doing so many things. You can't even imagine that you're not doing enough to hit six figures. So hearing me say you're not doing enough makes you feel exhausted. But that really is one of the biggest reasons why people that come to me that say, why am I not hitting six figures? When I dig into it with them, it just becomes very apparent that they aren't doing enough. And I'm going to turn this into tangible action. I'm going to make this very clear, right? Now, people think they are, but it's not even close, right? So when I dig, people think I am doing enough. Like I am places, I am networking, I am posting, I am sending out newsletters, like I'm doing these things, right? And I feel like I'm visible enough, Rita. So I don't understand why it's not all clicking and working. But when I dig into the details, and I'm going to share with you, don't worry, all of what I mean here, what I find is that people think they're doing enough and they aren't even close. So the thing that I believe is a non-negotiable that you must do in order to generate consistent revenue, make a meaningful impact, and be profitable, you must get over your fear of being annoying. You must, hands down, you have to get over your fear of being annoying. That is a non-negotiable because guess what, guys? Like if you don't get over that fear of being annoying, do you think you're going to be consistent? Right? Do you see what I mean? Like that comes first, right? So you you cannot generate consistent revenue. You cannot make a meaningful impact in people's lives. And you can't be profitable if you hold on into any way of a fear of being annoying. So like the way that this shows up is I don't want to post too often, like on social media. I don't want to post too often. I don't want to post too frequently. I already posted once this week. Like, I don't want to post again, or I I posted once today. I don't want to post again later today because that might be annoying, right? Or I don't want to be too salesy. Like that's a word. I do not like that word at all. We'll talk about that in future videos, but like, that's what people say, and I'm giving you guys back your language, right? Which is, I don't want to be too salesy. You know, I don't want to send newsletters. I don't want to, I don't want to send too many newsletters, right? If I send, if I send one newsletter a week, Rita, or if I send two newsletters a week, then people are going to unsubscribe. If I, you know, if you're sending one newsletter a week and I suggest to people, you should go up to two newsletters a week, they're like, but then people are going to be annoyed and people are going to unsubscribe because they're getting too many newsletters. Or if they're launching something and I'm like, you need to send a newsletter every single day if you have an event, right? They're like, but then people are going to unsubscribe, right? So like how many of you struggle with a fear of being annoying? Like, I don't want to be too salesy. I don't want to talk to them about it too much. I don't want to post too often about it. Um, You know, I don't want to send newsletters. That's annoying to people. I don't want to like keep talking about my event. They've heard about it once or twice. They don't need to keep hearing about it. Like how many of you feel like that? I know that at the beginning of my business, I struggled with the fear of being annoying, right? But 
I'm going to caveat that a little bit because before I became a dating coach, remember, I was running a singles group in the DC area. And that was a hobby, right? But still, all the same things that I'm talking about with you came up for that, right? I started a meetup group for singles to get together and do events. So I had like 5,000 people in this group, right? Uh, For singles in the suburbs. 5,000 people joined this group because they wanted to get to know each other. They wanted to go to events. They wanted to connect. And yet I was terrified about putting too many events on the calendar. If I put out too many events and meetup is going to send them so many emails. And if meetup sends them so many emails, because meetup, I don't know how many of you have ever run a meetup, but like, and I don't know if it's still the same way, but meetup used to send automatically like a certain number of emails for each event. And so I was like, well, if I put up 20 events a month and they're getting X number of emails per event, that means they're getting all of these emails and they're going to leave the group. Right. And so I was so worried, right. Or if I keep asking the members what they want and if I keep, you know, or like talking to them and pulling them or sharing things, or they're going to get so annoyed with all of this additional email on top of the event email, they're going to unsubscribe. I had 5,000 people wanting me to throw 20 to 30 events a month. That was their sole purpose for following me and being in the group. And yet I was terrified to give them what they wanted because I didn't want to be annoying. Have you guys seen that same thing happen with you? You're terrified to post too many times on your business page. Yet people are following your business page because they want the information. Now we're going to talk about business pages later. I'm not a fan, but we'll go into that later. But you know what I mean? Like they're people are scared. They run a group like this group and they're terrified to show up a million times in a day in the group. Yet people are in the group because they want the information that you are giving them. Right. Um, And so, oh, my computer is like, popping up all of these, like, I don't know, I hope I don't have a virus. Um, But so running my singles group helped me through that, right? I was very worried about being too annoying at the beginning of running the singles group. And then, you know, I really had to stop and think about how crazy it was that I was worried about giving them too many opportunities to have the results in their life that they wanted. I was too worried. Does this make sense at all? I was too worried about being annoying that I was stopping myself from giving them what they wanted, which was the information that they needed about singles and dating and events and opportunities to go out and meet. That was why they were in the group. That was what they wanted. And yet I wasn't giving it to them because I was scared that I was going to be too annoying. Do you guys see a problem with this, right? And yeah, I see this out there, right? I don't wanna post too often. I don't wanna be too salesy. I don't want to send out too many newsletters. I don't want people to unsubscribe. I, you know, people have already heard me talk about this. I don't need to talk about this again, right? Rajika says, absolutely. And Julie says, I used to be bummed when the number of my group would decrease. I tell myself now they weren't my ideal customer. Yeah, and we're going to get to that, right? Because if people leave because of what you're saying, they were never going to buy from you in the first place. <laughs> they just weren't. Right. Um, but we're going to talk about that later. But I get it. Right. I just I, I want to share it because I understand it. I was there with my singles group. So although I still felt a lot of the same way when I started my date coaching group and I even felt the same way when I shifted from date coaching to business coaching, I, I share this with you because, you know, I'm sorry, but but my singles group did help me through that a lot. Um, so corporate America, the working world, whatever you want to call it. Right. They kind of back this up with like, look. Get your point across, get it across in one email, 
Like don't send multiple emails. You don't need to repeat yourself. You don't need to talk about this over and over again, right? So this is like the corporate American thing, right? Um, don't spam our inboxes, right? Like just don't like promote too much like yourself. Like there's no I in team. We are all a team. This isn't about you, right? So like get your point across. Let's keep emails to a minimum. You only have to say it once. In fact, get your message across in the most concise way possible. Like don't share your ideas or your message until you're able to do that in a very concise way. This is like, I think everybody who's ever worked in, you know, the working world, corporate America, whatever, in some kind of capacity, we know this. We are ingrained in, with this thinking, right? Um, it's also ingrained in us as women, right? The way that we're raised. Like I'm not saying everybody, right? Like there are always exceptions to every rule. But if you really look back over the past history of how girls were raised and even are raised. Now, I don't know how many of you had a mama like this, right? Like my mama. Um, I would be curious to know how many of you had a mama like my mama. Um, but it, it's that sit there, be quiet, right? Don't just shh, be quiet. You're talking too much. Um, don't rough house. Um, be pleasant behave, right? You need to behave. Don't be annoying. Believe it or not. I heard that from my mom. All of, yeah. Like, don't be annoying, Rita. You're talking too much. Don't laugh so loud. You're laughing too up. You need to tone it down. How many of you ever, have ever been told that you need to tone it down? Am I, am I just be me? I don't think so though. I don't think so. But like, you need to tone it down. You need to sit there. Stop fidgeting. Stop whatever. Like just sit still sit still be quiet behave be a good girl like right don't talk so much don't laugh so much don't get up and move around don't draw attention to yourself how many of you have some kind of history like that in your family don't draw attention to yourself that's bad you do something different you do something out of the status quo you do something whatever that's not a good thing right so this is the way that kind of girls were raised right? Even to a certain extent, they kind of still are raised like that, right? To sit there and be quiet and behave and, and be cute and don't be annoying. And like, just don't talk a lot and don't draw attention to yourself. And let's just kind of blend into the background. And then you back that up with corporate America and the working world saying things like, um, don't speak until you have a very clear, concise thing to share, right? Like be ready and be as concise and be as clear. Don't send lots of emails, get your point across in one way. Um, don't spam our inboxes. Don't talk to us too much. Have all your thoughts together, right? Like all of this, right? So back, back sit up, right? So all of this is ingrained in us from these things to not be too much. So when you're having this thought of don't be too much, um, don't be visible, don't be out there, right? Again, it's not about you, right? In corporate America, there is no I in team. It's not about you. It's a team effort. We all did this. This was no one person's victory. This was all of our victory, right? Like this is all of our stuff, right? All of this stuff together, put it all in a big pot, right? And then mix it up. And like, individually, I want to say there's nothing wrong with any of those things at the right times and the right moments. I'm not saying right? That all, all the time, you should like not be behaving and not, right? <laughs> but like put them all together, everything I just said from the way girls are raised and the way corporate America treats us and the philosophies behind it. And you put it all in one big pot and you mix it up. Like collectively, it really, really hurts us, right? Because we're, 
it hurts us when we start our own business, especially because here's the thinking that we're bringing into our business. Just get the job done. Don't be seen. You don't need to be seen getting the job done. Just get the job done. Just do the thing, right? If you want to make an impact, just make an impact. You don't need to be seen while you're making an impact, right? These are kinds of the things, right? Like, don't be too much. Get the job done. Be humble. Play small. Don't shine bright. It's okay to shine bright, but don't shine brighter than somebody else. I mean, again, how many of these thoughts are resonating in any way with any of you, right? Don't shine brighter than someone else. Like, don't brag. Don't promote, don't self-promote, right? Like, don't do that, right? And so this sabotages you when you start a business because it equates to, I can't be salesy, right? Again, I hate that word, but we're going to stick with it because it's your word. Um, I can't be salesy. I can't frequently communicate and put things out there. Um, You know, I'm communicating too much. Um, I, I'm, I can't ask too much. I don't want to ask for things too much. Um, I'm just going to do my thing quietly. How many of you have ever thought this in your business? I mean, again, when I started the singles group, right, I absolutely thought this too, but it's like, you know what? I'm just going to like put out the stuff and I just know that the right people will see it and then the right people will do it. How many of you have felt like that, right? Like, um, I see this with clients, right? I see this with the people I'm having calls with about the six-figure CEO mastermind right now. Like, I'm seeing this from private clients. I'm seeing this from people who come to start working with me. They have this, well, Rita, if I just put together this group coaching program, or if I put together this offer, if I put together this service, or if I put together this package, and I just post it on my website, or I just post about it once on my business page, or I just kind of like put it out there, then the right people will come to me and ask me about it. They'll say, oh, Rita, tell me about this. Or, oh, Julie, tell me about this. Or, oh, Sam, tell me about this. Like, if I just put the information out there once or twice, right? But like, if I just put the information out there in a very non-salesy way and just say, this is a thing, I've created a thing, here's what the thing does, or I'm selling this thing and here's what the thing does, right? Like, the right people will then inquire about buying it. How many of you have had that thought in your business in some way, shape or form? Be quiet is one of the top three feminine norms in Western culture, right? hundred percent. Shine bright, but not too bright, right? Because people won't like you. You can shine bright, but don't shine brighter than other people. We all have to shine at the same brightness, right? Like, and that's being ingrained now, I think more than ever before, that there's something bad, right? If you shine brightly, brighter than another person. Um, you know, but so, so all of this, right. I know that the right people will buy. I know that the right people will ask, right? Like, I'm not going to bother anybody because people will come to me. Be honest. Have you ever felt like that? Rajika's like, yes. <laughs> Rajika's like, yes, yes, yes. Right. Have you ever felt like that in your business? You just know, well, if I just put up my information about my workshop, right, Rajika, if I just put it out there on my business page, then people will come to me and they'll buy tickets for my workshop. I won't have to like go to them. I won't have to like try to sell to them. I won't have to overly promote it to them. The information's there. And so long as I put the information there, then the right people who really want to go, they're going to go, right? So this is like, do you guys see what's happening? So like, because of the way that we're raised as women, and you combine that with all of those thoughts I shared, right? In that big pot about corporate America and what we're taught in corporate America. And then you go to start your own business, it equates to these things like I can't be salesy. I don't want to be annoying. I can't post too much. I can't ask people too much. I don't really, I shouldn't have to do that. The right people will want to buy my thing, right? So this is why I say that if you want to generate consistent revenue, 
If you want to make a meaningful impact, and if you want to be profitable, you must get over your fear of being annoying. I mean, you must, right? You must get over your fear of being annoying. Think about it. Target. How many of you love Target? I love Target, right? Or do you have a story you love? Tell me a story you love. If you don't love Target, tell me a story you love. But I love Target, right? Do you think Target is worried? Do you think Target is worried about putting out too many promotions or too many coupons or too many sales, too many commercials, too many offers, right? Like, do you guys think that? Do you guys think Target is like worried that they're going to be so annoying by like putting out all the things that Target's doing? Now, out of the ones of you who love Target, like me, are you annoyed when you see them? right? Are you annoyed when you see them? Like if you love Target and let's say you love their homeware section or whatever, right? And all of a sudden you get three mailers in a row in a week or three emails in a week or whatever it is, right? About their home goods section. And you're getting to see their blankets and their vases and their art and their clocks and like all that stuff, right? And, um, and their coupons for it. Are you going to be annoyed by that if you love Target? So the number one reason, just not the number one, but the first reason I'm sharing this week, so I'm sharing three a week, that you are not making six figures in your business is because you're not doing enough. You're not, and I'm going to, again, I'm turning that into tangible action here in a moment. You are not doing enough. But the reason, what's so important to grasp is the reason you aren't doing enough is because you have this ingrained kind of way of being raised as a child and also like in the corporate world and working world. You have a fear ingrained in you of not being annoying. You don't want to be annoying. Don't be annoying, right? Don't be annoying. So because you're not wanting to be annoying, you're not doing enough, but you think you're doing enough, right? Because the other thing is you're either not doing enough or you're doing enough, but you're doing it in the wrong place, which we're going to talk about in a minute too. Okay. So you're either not doing enough or you're doing enough, but you're doing it in the wrong place. And we're going to talk about that. Um, So to be profitable, you have to get over your fear of being annoying because by getting over your fear of being annoying is how you're going to be able to do enough. Does that make sense? Like um, the reason though. Okay. So I'm going to have like a little going over to the side. This is a side note. If I was writing a paper, this would be like a side note. Okay. Side note. The reason we think that way, right? Whereas Target is not thinking in that way. Target's not thinking, oh my gosh, I don't know. Three emails in a row with coupons to our Target market, man, I don't know. That might be too much, right? Like the reason they're not thinking about that is because Target knows that they are not their business, right? Like the person who's sending the email knows it's not my business, it's Target. Target's a business, right? So what do I mean by that? Like, okay. I'm Rita. Hi, everybody who doesn't know me. I'm Rita. (laughs) Welcome to my group. Believe it or not, guys, Rita likes being quiet more often than not. Rita likes not getting on camera and not having to get pretty for camera. Rita likes just being able to just kind of like not have to like, you know, like always be on. Rita 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 likes like, okay, so I just came back from Florida from this conference, right? From this retreat that I was at. And, um, I would love nothing more than to be in my PJ sleeping all day long today. That's what Rita would like. <laughs> Rita would like to be in her pajamas right now, right? Sleeping in bed all day. That's what Rita likes, right? But Rita is not her business. I am not my business, right? My business is separate, right? So what Rita likes and needs is not what my business likes and needs, right? I am not the same thing as my business. 
Does this make sense? This is the number one thing we work on in the six figure CEO mastermind guys. Like I am not my business. So I can't make decisions from this personal place, right? I have to make business decisions from what does my business do? I am the owner. You are the owner of your business. You are not your business. Do you guys get that? You are not your business. You are the owner of a business, right? It's the same as a career. If you're, how many of you work in corporate America? Say yes or no. How many of you have a full-time job? You aren't your career. You have a career, right? You are a person who happens to have a career. Like you are a person who happens to own a business, right? The business is a separate, breathing, living entity. Like it's its own separate thing. It is not you. Yet we intertwine ourselves, right? How many of you can say you've done this before in your business? We intertwine ourselves all of the time with our business, okay? It's like, Oh, if Rita doesn't like bragging, I hate that word too. If Rita doesn't like bragging or if Rita doesn't like promoting or if Rita doesn't like asking for the sale, right? Then what happens is like, we're not doing that, right? Because we're making business decisions from our personal preferences and our personal places, right? So like if Rita doesn't like to brag, if Rita likes to get work done, but not be visible, if I like to just do things behind the scenes and put out things on my website and like not really have to tell anybody about it and just know that the right people will be looking and finding it, right? Like if Rita likes to not be visible, then Rita is not marketing in her business and Rita is not putting out newsletters and Rita is not posting and Rita is not doing Facebook lives and Rita, and that's a big problem. That is a huge problem because Rita is not the business. So now I'm doing things in my business because I want it <laughs> or I don't want it or because I want to feel this way. Or imagine if, again, you were like a big head honcho of marketing or sales at Target and you were like, you know what? I personally just don't like asking people to buy things. So you know what, Target? I'm not posting this flyer with all of your coupons for your summertime plates and dishes, right? Like, do you see how ridiculous that would be? Do you see how you would get fired very quickly if you're like, ah, you know, personally, I just really, I don't like putting out three emails a week. So Target, I know that you want three emails a week, but it's head of marketing. I'm not going to do it because I don't like it, right? It's like you're making business decisions from your personal place. If that was a career, if that was a job, you would know that you would be fired in a second, right? Because you're not giving your business what it needs. In this situation, you're not giving Target what it needs, right? But we're doing that in our business all the time. How many of you have done that? Made decisions from a fear-based place in your business because of your personal fears as opposed to what the business needs, right? Now, we're going to talk in videos two and three, right, coming up on Wednesday and Friday, a little more about this. But I'm not saying that your business should not be run in alignment with your core values. You can definitely have values for your business that are in alignment with your core values as a person, as an owner of that business. I think you absolutely should, right? So I'm not saying do things that are out of alignment with your core values, right, when you create and run a business. But I am saying, right, if you just want to stay comfortable, right, you're often not going to do the things that you need to do for your business to succeed because you personally have a need to stay comfortable. Your business has a need for you to do something completely different. Does that make sense? You are not your business. Um, I have a client, I've shared this before, 
and um, so I know she doesn't mind if I share it. Her business is called Social Abundance Marketing. Social Abundance Marketing. Okay. She has named her business. She gave it a name. It's called Sam. Those are the initials of her business, right? Every day she'll say, what does Sam need for me today? What does Sam need me to do today? <laughs> this is what I want to do. This is what me personally wants to do. But what does Sam, right? Her business, social abundance marketing. She talks about her business as if it's a person, a separate person, almost like that business is her boss, right? Because in those roles, we are, even as a CEO, right? You're like an employee to the better good of the company. Right. Like you, you are a CEO because you've been elected or even whatever. Like that's why. Right. But you have to make decisions that are in the best interest of the business or the board is going to vote you out of being CEO. Right. So she says, like, what does Sam need from me today? Sam needs me to do this. Sam needs me to do that. Right. So you are an owner of a business, but you are not your business. How many of you does that resonate? How many of you know that you have made decisions about your business from a personal place? Right. I think I've shared this before. This was not my example. I heard this summer. I'm going to go with Target. I can't remember if Target was right or not. But like, imagine if you're a personal, like, let's say you work for Target, right? You're in corporate of Target and your hot water heater breaks down. And so you go into work and you're like, ah, right? Like, I need Target to make more sales because my hot water heater broke down, right? Like, the people who run Target would be like, what are you talking about? It's not how we dictate our sales plan. We don't ramp up sales because your personal financial situation <laughs> needs us to, right? We also don't like tone down sales because your personal financial situation happens to be really good right now. We don't dictate our sales on your personal financial situation. We have a sales plan because it's in the best interest of our business with what our business needs. And we follow that plan regardless of your personal financial situation, right? Like, do you see what I'm saying? Like people all the time are making decisions about what's in the best interest of them. They're making, and th that's, those are usually decisions from a fear-based place, right? And the number one fear right now that I'm talking about is the fear of being annoying. <laughs> and if you hold on to this fear of being annoying, you will not do enough in your business. So one thing you're not doing enough of is being visible enough. And we're going to talk about that. I'm going to break that down into actions, okay? The next thing you're not doing enough of is stepping into the expert status enough. How many of you agree with that? You are not allowing yourself to showcase your authority showcase your credibility and be an expert in your industry in what you do. You are just not allowing yourself to be an expert. How many of you agree with that, right? That's one thing that you're not doing enough, stepping into the expert role. And I'm going to talk about how to do it, right? But how many of you agree you're not stepping into the expert role? And again, remember, sometimes it's that we're not doing it enough, like the visibility piece. And the other times is we're doing it, but we're not doing it in the right places, right? So I'm going to talk about that. How well are you stepping into your expert authority status? How often, how frequently are you saying, as an expert, I believe this, or as an expert, I know this to be true. Or as someone who has worked with hundreds of people, I know that this is the thing that will, right? Like I'm stepping into my expert status right now. These are the things that are keeping you from six figures in your business, right? This is a line in the sand. This is a done, like I am, this is it. I'm stating this, right? There's no, I think maybe this might be it. This could be it. I've heard that this could be it. Like, I know, right? And I know because I am an expert in this area. And I know because I have worked with hundreds of clients, right? I know because I have helped multiple, multiple people reach six figures in their business and stay there, right? So I know this to be true. How many of you are stepping into your expert status openly, proudly, 
right? In my expert opinion, right? As someone who has worked with countless, as someone who has helped people do these things, right? So we're, I'm going to break that down. So we're going to break the visibility thing down into actions. We're also going to break down stepping into expert status. But these are two things that people aren't doing enough of. And the last one that kind of tacks on with that is why you. You are not telling people why they need you nearly enough because you feel like that's annoying for all the reasons we said. You have no problem telling people why they need what you do. For example, I think it's a pretty safe assumption that all of you know business coaching can help you grow your business. Is this true? So a lot of business coaches out there have no problem telling people that. This is how business coaching can help you, right? Business coaching can help you do this thing. Having a business coach can this. Being a business coach can, like working with a business coach can, but what those people aren't doing is saying, and this is why you want me as your business coach, right? This is why you want Rita. This is why you want Rita to make you do it and not somebody else to make you do it right? You want Rita because Rita has been where you are. And you want Rita because Rita has done it herself. And you want Rita because Rita will give you a kick in the pants, but also lovingly with grace and compassion, right? Rita pushes up her sleeves and actually edits your posts for you. (laughs) Rita pushes up the sleeves and says, this is not a good newsletter. Let's rework this together. Rita helps you plan out your sales strategy. Rita is like a partner in your business, right? Rita is right there alongside of you saying, "Uh uh-uh, this is your sales plan. And this is your thing. Let's do this. And let's do that. Right? Rita is good at what she does. Rita has helped people reach multiple six figures, right? And six figures. And Rita has helped people get paid for speaking. And because I know this and I have connections and I have experience and I, right. Do you see what I'm saying? I don't see that nearly enough out in the world. People are really good at saying why you need photography to help your business grow. You need branding photos because blah, blah, blah. Or you need a virtual assistant because it will help you organize your life. Or you need a business coach because blah, blah, blah. But they're not saying, and this is why me, I kick ass. I'm good at what I do. I know it and I love it and I will make you love it too. And like, this is why, because you will love me, right? Like, do you see what I'm saying? Like nobody is doing that enough. How many of you know you're not doing that enough? You you might put out there why what you do is important, but you are not saying and why it needs to be you that they hire, right? I'm gonna I've got an example that I'm gonna I'm gonna do in a minute. I'm not ready to do that yet, but like right, you're again, yes, your business is not you. Okay, so I just said that. Like you have a business, okay, and your business is not you, but you are a differentiator in your business. Right? So we're going to talk about that. So the things that people, I'm going to, again, break this down into like actionable steps. So the things you're not doing enough of because you have this fear of being annoying that comes from the past that we just talked about in this video, you're not being visible enough. You're not being seen or known or showcasing yourself as an authority and expert enough. And you are not talking about why it should be you enough, right? Um, because right? Like you're not really seeing your business as one thing and you as the other. And so you aren't asking for the, and the, the other final thing is you're not asking for the sale enough. You are not asking for the sale nearly enough. How many of you know that to be true? So you are putting out education. You're putting out value. Here's why branding photos can help grow your business. Point one, point two, point three. Or like here are two ways to get over procrastination, this and that so that you can be more productive or here, but you're not saying, and so work with me to help you implement these things. <laughs> or like, this is why you need a coach because you're going to get in your own way. You, guys, I can't even, right? Like all, <laughs> I can't. 
<laughs> I don't even like that phrase. I can't even. Most of you are going to watch this video and you're still not going to make any changes because that's normal because you're going to get in your own way. You need me. You need my mastermind group. You need the six-figure CEO mastermind group. And I think there are a lot of people who are on here who are in the mastermind group to help keep getting you out of your own way. Just because you got yourself out of your own way once, it doesn't mean it's not going to happen again. And again, right? Like, but that's the piece that's missing from people's like stuff that they're putting out there, right? Um, you have to make a very clear call to action for, and this is why you need to work with me. This is why you need to hire me. This is why you need the thing that I'm selling, right? And it's not true, right? That people don't need a direct call to action. Like I could put out this video and say, here are the, here's the number one thing that's keeping you from making six figures. You're not doing enough and give you all of the tips, right? But if at the end, I don't say, and this is why you need to be in my mastermind group, guys. Like This is what's going to make you like grow your business, right? People don't do that because they think, well, of course, people are going to just know. Like if they liked this information, if you guys believe that what I say is true and you like and you're like, yeah, Srita, you're right, right? Like this is why that you're going to logically on your own, just go check out what I do and click and sign up for my six-figure CEO mastermind. No, you're not, <laughs> right? Maybe one or two of you might, but no, probably not, right? Like, no, you're not. You need the clear call to action. You need to you hear me say, this is why you need my mastermind group. This is what my mastermind group does. Oh, and if you want to be in the mastermind group, and I don't know why you wouldn't, you need to click here and you need to go apply, right? Like that's that direct call to action. That's what's being left out of most of everything I see. You're just not asking for the sale enough. Um, I have, uh, with my clients, I do sample sales calls, right? So if they want... I'll run through sales calls with them where I'm like the potential client. And so they'll run through their sales call and they'll be great. They'll, they'll ask me about goals and they'll say, Sarita, what do you want to achieve? And like, blah, blah, blah. And they'll be like, oh yes. And you know, I help clients do that. And here are three things that I think could help you. And, and this is what I do in my business. And I'm like, oh, this is great. This is great. And then they'll be like, so it's been a real pleasure talking to you, Rita. Um, if there's any other information I can give you, um, just reach out to me and let me know. Right? And I'm sitting there like, what? Right? Because in that moment, I want them to say, so what do you say, Rita? Would you like to work with me? Would you like to hire me as your coach or your social media person or your bookkeeper or your accountant or whatever? Would you like me to do that, Rita? Right? Would you like me to do that? It's like, oh, right. Nobody's asking, right? Because, and when I ask why, so after I do that sample sales call and I say, why did you not ask me? They're like, well, because if you had wanted to work with me, you would have said, so how do you, how do I work with you? I'm like, no, that's just not the way it works, right? So that's something that, so people aren't promoting enough. People aren't asking enough. They're not getting visible enough. They're not stepping into the expert status, right? And it's because again, you're holding onto the fear of being annoyed. Right. Like I'm promoting like crazy this week, guys. I only have three spots in my six figure CEO mastermind group. Right. Three spots left. It starts next month. Right. Like these three, this group is going to be incredible. This group is going to go further than I think any mastermind group of mine ever has. Like I'm promoting this because it's a great opportunity for people and people need to hear about it. Right. But let's turn all of this into tangible action for you. Okay. Um, you're, you're worried about alienating people. You're worried about being annoying. You feel a little bit like an imposter. You are, um, it, you don't like feeling uncomfortable. So you're, you're doing all of these things, making all these personal decisions, not doing all this stuff, right? So you're not hitting six figures in your business. So then some people, like I think it was Tamika and somebody else said, no, no, I'm doing enough. Like I'm really doing enough for you now. Like I'm being visible. I'm being visible. I'm being visible enough, right? 
but some are, but not in the right places. So I'm going to tell you, I met Gary V in Vegas once. And what Gary V was talking about and what he said was like, people make the mistake all the time of like trying to get attention in the wrong places. So they're not in the right, they're networking all the time, but they're not in the right networking groups. They are meeting people networking, but they're not scheduling 10 minute connection calls, right? And they're not making the attention in the connection calls focused on the right thing. And they aren't, um, you know, they're, so they're not getting attention in the right way or in the right places. And one thing he said was so many people try to divert people's attention. So it's like, how many of you hate Facebook? Like I've heard this from a lot of people before. Like I hate Facebook. I don't want to post on Facebook. I don't like it. I don't like newsletters. Again, these personal decisions, right? I don't like newsletters. I'm not going to send newsletters. I don't want to send newsletters, right? But let's stick with Facebook. So let's just use Facebook <clears throat> as an example. I hear all this. I don't want to do a Facebook group. I don't want to do post on Facebook. I don't like social media. I don't like Facebook, right? So I'm not going to do it because it doesn't make me feel good. This is the number one phrase that kills people all the time. I should only do things in my business that make me feel good. Again, you are not your business. You need to do what makes your business feel good. Not you, right? Um, but it's like, I'm not going to do that if it doesn't feel good, right? All right, fine, right? But what's happening is they're trying to get people to look over here. But I like Twitter or I like YouTube or I like my own website, right? So let's use that. I like my own website. So instead of getting people's attention here on Facebook, I'm going to try to get people's attention over here. Right. So people are trying to divert attention. That's what's killing their business. Instead, you need to just get in front of people where they are. You need to say, where is the attention of people? I need to get in front of it. So if people's attention is on Facebook, you get in front of it. You get on Facebook. If people's attention is on YouTube, you get in front of it. You get on YouTube. If people's attention and where it's going soon is on their phones, well, that's where it is now. People's attention are on their phones. You get in front of them on their phones. If people's attention are on Alexa or Google Home, you need to figure out how to get in front of them there, right? You need to not divert attention. You need to get in front of the attention where they are, right? Or you need to get in front of the right people in the right ways. And, the right, and we're going to talk about that in future videos, right? Your results are equal to the actions you take. If you take a few actions and you take some okay actions, and you, you're if you're taking like a lot of action, but it's not deep, right? And it's more wide, you're just going to have kind of shallow, wide results and not any deep, meaningful results, right? If you're scattered across a lot of things and doing everything kind of okay, you're going to get some scattered results over lots of things, kind of okay results, right? Um, your, another phrase is your money is only as consistent as you are. Your money will only come into you as consistent as you are about doing things to make money right? Your money will make an impact in your life. The money in your life will make as meaningful of an impact as you are making in the lives of other people, right? Um, and so when you go back to that mentality, like I am not my business, what I want you to write down and like look at every day is the phrase, my business needs me to sell today. My business needs me to sell today. My you need to be selling every single day. That is what your business needs, right? And that sale could be just to get on the phone for a call to see if working together is the right next step, right? That sale could be for an actual product. Like that's what your business needs, right? You, you have to do that in order to make an impact. A lot of people are like, but Rita, it's not about the money for me. It's about the impact. Cool. You have to have people buy what you do to have the impact. Right. And so you have like that. And that's how you make a profit. And you have to have a profit because literally without a profit, after like three years, you're not viewed as a business anymore. So your business can then not make an impact because you don't have one legally. You have a hobby. Right. You guys see what I'm saying? So like 
but people aren't selling enough because they feel like they're selling themselves and you're not because you're not your business, right? So let's talk about visibility and let's talk about frequency. They, and when I say they, I mean like all these sales experts, right? They say, and it is correct, they have tested this every year over and over again in a variety of different ways with attention exercises. People need to see something 12 times, 12 times before they will do something with something. 12 times, guys, right? This is even when they like it. So like my friend on her podcast told this story once, I'm not gonna go into the whole story, about this face powder that she found out about from her friend that she really liked. And she was like, oh my God, I love that. I wanna buy it. Like she already knew she wanted to buy it. It still took about 11 to 12 other times of hearing about it, seeing an ad about it, uh, seeing a note she wrote down about it, uh, having her friend ask her about it, like getting a coupon in the mail, right? Driving past the store that sells it. It took up to 12 or 13 times of those things happening before she actually bought the thing. And that was for something she knew she wanted, right? She knew she wanted it. It still took her 12 times about uh, coming into interaction with something that reminded her of that before she actually did it, right? So now imagine somebody who's unsure. Now imagine somebody who isn't totally sure if they want the thing, right? Do you guys see the importance of them coming across different things in different ways to be able to have what I'm going to tell you about this experience, this journey, right? Like there was a retreat that I was running called the Reset Retreat. And I posted about that retreat. I've shared the story before. I posted about that retreat like three times a day in this group, once on my business page, so two newsletters a week, right? I'll, I'll, I'll use a six-figure CEO mastermind right now. I'm in the middle of promoting for these three final spots for the six-figure CEO mastermind, right? Send out about two newsletters a week, mention it on my podcast. I've been posting in the group about three times, right? Well, the same thing is happening here that happened with <laughs> the reset retreat. So when I did the reset retreat <clears throat> and was doing that, people think, wow, that's a lot. Two newsletters a week, three posts a day in the group. One business post, Rita, wow, that's a lot of visibility. How many of you think, I was doing one Facebook Live a week about it. How many of you think that that's a lot of visibility when I was advertising for my retreat? Three posts in this group a day, every day, seven days a week. One post a day on my business page, two newsletters a week, and I was posting in other groups, and I mentioned it on my podcast for two weeks. How many of you think that's a good bit of visibility? Yes? No? So nobody was signing up for the reset retreat. Right. And so I did a poll saying, if you haven't signed up for the reset retreat, why? And I gave them options, time, money, location, all this stuff. The number one answer was what retreat? What retreat? I don't know about a retreat. What retreat? (laughs) That was the number one response. What retreat? Right. Because of how Facebook groups work, especially. Here's the thing about Facebook groups, right? Nobody's just hanging out in the all-in entrepreneur, usually refreshing and refreshing and refreshing to see if there are new posts and if new things are happening in this group, right? But what you are doing is looking at your personal feed on Facebook. And if something interesting in the group pops up on your personal feed, you're going to click on it and it takes you into the group. And then you might scroll, yes, up and down in the group, right? So you're not just refreshing like crazy, the feed in the all in entrepreneur group to see what's happening. You're looking at your personal feed. And if something interesting in the group happens, you're going to click on that post and it'll take you in the group and then maybe you'll look, right? The thing is, the only things that pop up on your personal feed are things that your other friends, friends who are also members of the group do. So if you have friends on your personal page who are also in the all in entrepreneur and they post something in the all in entrepreneur, you'll see it on your personal feed. 
right? Or posts that get tons of engagement, a lot of engagement. That's the other thing that shows up on your personal feed. If there aren't a lot of comments or a lot of interaction on a post in this group, you're not going to see it on your feed. And if one of your friends didn't post it, you're not going to see it on your feed. So you're not going to know it ever got posted in this group because it's just not going to show. Then not to mention, you also have to be on at the right time that it shows up on your personal feed to see it, right? So that's the way Facebook groups work, right? So that's why nobody saw my three posts a day about the retreat. But the reason they saw the poll that I did was because the poll had a lot of interaction. People were voting on it. People were like answering. People were clicking. They were casting their vote. And so that got a lot of interaction. So people saw it and then people clicked and they're like, what retreat? Well, I filled the retreat from that poll, right? I ended up filling the retreat from that poll. So this is what I mean by a lot of people think they're being visible enough, but they don't understand how it really works, right? That people have to see something 12 times before they'll actually start interacting with it in any kind of real way. And online, it takes people five times to see it once, right? You're going to have to do about five different things before any one of those five things will show up on their radar one time, but they need it to show up on their radar 12 times. Do you guys see what I'm saying? So like if it takes five times for it to show up on the radar one time, but they need to see it 12 times on the radar, you see how you're not being visible enough. You're just not being visible enough, right? Um, also think about like the, the journey that people have with something, okay? So we already said in that story that I shared about my friend and her podcast that she knew she wanted something and it took her 12 times before she bought it of interact, of seeing, hearing about it, whatever. And she knew from the minute she wanted it. So now imagine somebody that's not sure, right? So they might go, gosh, I don't know, the six-figure CEO mastermind group, that sounds really neat, sounds interesting. You know, maybe I'll go read about it and figure out if I want to apply for it, right? But then guess what happens? So they bookmark it to go read it. And guess what happens? Life, life happens, right? Like their kid gets sick or a client calls or like their day just gets busy and they forget and they don't go to it, right? If they don't hear about it or see it again, they're not gonna be jarred to go, oh my gosh, that's right, I wanted to look at that, right? So like every time it comes to, like this is, it ties back into that fear of being annoying and getting over your fear of being annoying, right? Which is like this, okay? So it's like, you know that Facebook post that you posted about your thing? Let's pretend you're all selling a trip, right? And you did a post about the trip and I saw it, I'm like, oh, that sounds kind of neat. Maybe I should check that out later, right? But then my life got busy and then you sent out an email about it, which is cool, but I didn't have time to open email and I ended up filing it away and I never went back and did it. But then you tweeted about it three times, which is also cool, but I'm not on Twitter, so I didn't see your three tweets. And then you did another Facebook post, but that didn't show up on my newsfeed. So I didn't know that you did that. And then you sent another newsletter and I was like, oh my gosh, that's right, this thing. And I opened it and I was like, I have to do it. I have to sign up for this trip. But then my boss came in or my kid came in and I didn't have my credit card with me. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go back and pay this deposit for this trip later. Right. And then like, I didn't, and then, oh my goodness, like, I'm so glad that you emailed a personal email to me saying, Hey, Rita, I see that you have like opened this email three times and you have clicked on this link like 18 times and you haven't signed up for the trip. I'm curious, are you interested in the trip? Cause I was like, Oh my God, that's right. I almost let the trip get by, right? Like go ahead and put your deposit down for the trip now. And then I put down the deposit. Do you see what I'm saying? Like if you had had a fear of being annoying and you didn't send me all of those things, you would not have gotten my deposit for the trip, right? You see that? Like, but that's how many times it takes me seeing something for me to actually do it and interact with it, even when I know that I really want it, right? How many times have you had that be true for you? Something you know you want. So now imagine you're not 100% sure, right? So here's the thing. People get so worried 
right? That fear of being annoying that, oh, but that's going to irritate people. And then they're not going to want it. I guarantee that's not the way it works. It's not the way it works, right? Meaning let's say you send 12 emails out about your service or your product or something like that, right? From that first email, somebody's intrigued. They're like, oh, the six-figure CEO mastermind sounds really good. I think I should really be a part of this group. This sounds really interesting. And I send out another email. Every time you see something, a post, an email, a podcast, a video, you're going to get a little more excited. God, it sounds, oh, I really want it. I think I really want this. I think I really want to be in this group. This group sounds incredible. They're doing amazing things. Every time you see it, you're getting more and more and more excited about it, right? If you weren't getting excited, if you were getting more and more irritated about it, it's because on that first post, you weren't interested in it. Do you see that? When we aren't interested in something, we get irritated the more we hear about it. When from the minute we hear about something, we have even this much remote interest in it. Every time we hear about it, we're going to get more and more excited, right? Till eventually it's like, you're like, oh my God, every time I turn around, I hear something about the six-figure mastermind group. I see Rita talking about her six-figure CEO mastermind. I hear other members saying it's a great mastermind group. I saw this post and finally you're like, I get it, God, I get it. I'm supposed to be in this mastermind group. Every time I turn around, it's like, I can't. that's the way that people's minds work. When they are remotely interested in something from the minute they hear about it, they get more and more excited about it. Every time they read about it, every time they encounter it, right? Why would you not allow people to have that journey? Why would you not allow people to have that experience? Does that make sense? Whereas when they didn't ever really want it, they're not going to be interested in it in the beginning. Does that, do you guys, are you guys understanding that? Right. And so let people have that journey with you. Let people have that experience with you to go, because that's the way people make decisions. That's what, so if they're unsure, right, we already saw what people have to do when they're sure, but when they're unsure, they need to work through their own hesitation. They need to get more excited. They need to work through their own fears. They need to work through their own doubts, right, to get to the point of applying for the six-figure CMS, right, which doesn't even, guys, doesn't even obligate you. If you apply, I'm going to put the link in after this, right? You apply, it doesn't obligate you, but like, do you see what I'm saying? Like, you have to allow people to have that, right? To get to that point, to work through hesitations, and you're not giving them enough opportunities to. Does that make sense? Are you guys good there, right? We now know you're not being visible enough, or you're not being visible in the right place. You're trying to divert attention and get attention to go to something else instead of just really getting good at getting in front of them where their attention is, or you're just not doing it enough right? So you're not visible at all. You're not visible enough or you're not visible in the right places, right? But Lynn, let's add in this next piece about being the expert, because this was something you all said. You are not stepping into the expert shoes enough, right? You are not singing your praises as an expert. You are not making recommendations as an expert. You need to start doing that. As an expert in this industry, as an expert in this field, as an expert here, as someone who has worked with hundreds of clients, and it doesn't matter if you haven't worked with hundreds, as someone who has helped clients do this thing, as someone who has helped people achieve this thing, as someone who has spoken in front of audiences and has gotten this kind of experience, this kind of result, right? As someone who's worked with, like for me, as someone who's worked with hundreds of business owners to help them hit six figures in their business, I know without a doubt that the information that you get in a six-figure CEO mastermind will, if you do it, right, help you make six figures. I cannot get you to do it, but I know it will because I am an expert at this. I have used this. I have done it on my own and I have had hundreds of clients use the same information and hit six figures as well, right? That's an expert level status. You guys have to step into that more. In my experience, my in my knowledge, it, from my research, right, from my, whatever it is that positions you very clearly as an expert, right? 
I am an expert. I am an expert, right? A lot of people think, but I'm doing educational posts. I'm doing educational posts. I'm saying, here are three ways to overcome procrastination. Tip one, tip two, tip three. How, I mean, I do posts like that. How many of you do posts like that? I do posts like that. Here are three tips to blah, blah, blah. Cool. Those are teaching posts. That doesn't mean you're an expert. It just means you know how to teach that topic, right? People don't know you're an expert just from a teaching post. Does that make sense? People think though that by doing an educational post, people will know I'm an expert. No, they won't. They just know you know how to teach that, right? You know how to teach that well. Um, in fact, this is what I said. A lot of people are losing people on sales calls because people won't get somebody on a sales call and have this wonderful conversation. And not only are they not asking for the sale, but what will happen is <coughs> the person on the other end will be like, well, gosh, I don't know. How should I work with you? Like you have a group and you have private and I'm kind of interested in your retreat. And I think this and I don't know. Do I need three months? Do I need six months? I'm not really sure how long I need to work with you. I really need to think about this. I'm really not sure. Like if I need your year package or your three month package or if I should do your group or if I should do private, I don't know. And then the business owner on the other end is like, well, cool. You know what? You think about it. You really like figure out what works best for you. And then you let me know. No, no, you're the expert. You make a recommendation. Well, from what I've learned about you on this call, this is what I believe is going to be the best fit for you. I think you, you need private coaching. I know this to be true in my X years of working with people, right. Who are at the place you are, right. This is what they need. Or I know without a doubt, the six figure CEO mastermind is where you are. You know, all this stuff. You don't need private coaching. What you need is to get out of your own way to do it. Right. And that's why the six figure CEO mastermind does. You make a recommendation about what people need. This is why people are losing people in sales calls all the time. They're like trying to let that. I see this in groups, Facebook groups. <clears throat> I saw somebody post the other day. Hey guys, I'm going to do a challenge here. And I wonder what kind of challenge do you want? Do you want the challenge to be about this or that? Or just comment below and let me know what challenge you want. No, you are the leader of that group. Give them the challenge they need because you're the expert. They may want a challenge on like Facebook live videos. What they need, right? is like a challenge about asking for the sale right? Like give them what they need because you're an expert, right? So being an expert means you are making, you're drawing a line in the sand. You have a point of view in your industry. You have a point of view and you stand for it. You draw lines in the sand. You make recommendations. You tell people, this is it. This is it. This is the thing. You might alienate people, right? But you stand for something. You will not resonate with everyone. That's how you be it. That's how you become an expert. You will not resonate with everybody. Yes. Are we good there? Right. And then part of that, that last part is why you, not just why do people need what you do, but why you not, why do people need life coaching or why do people need branding photography or why do people need a virtual assistant or why do people need business coaching, but why do people need it from you? Right. And that's that thing, right? You are that differentiator in your business. So this is that thing again, like, um, okay. So here's my hydro flask. Everybody knows I love my hydro flask. Yes. Yeah? So, what do they call it? Visco girls. Um, when it comes to a hydro flask, I guess I'm not. Um, I don't even know what that means, but that's what they call it, right? So I have a hydro flask. I love this. I love this water bottle, right? I could get on here and tell you drinking water is good for you, that a water bottle is good because you can carry it around um, and drink water. Let's pretend I'm selling this, right? Like you need a water bottle. It's good. It helps you carry water and drinking water is good for you because it makes your skin pretty and it makes you healthy and it blah, blah, blah. Like water is so good for you, right? But what I need to do is I'll say, why do you need to buy it from me? 
right? And this is why you need to buy it from me because I am an expert at getting you to drink the freaking water. I am an expert at making sure that you are going to use this, right? I am an expert at helping you uncover and get over your mindset blocks around drinking water so that you drink the water, right? I'm a, I am an expert at getting you to actually do the thing and actually get the results from doing the thing, right? So like, let's stick with branding photography, right? Like, um, yeah, you might tell people why branding photography is important and why they need it. You have to add in the piece about, and this is why you want me as your branding photographer, because I know this and I know that, and I'm going to know exactly how to do this. And I'm going to get you the thing that you need to get the results you want. You can't get that anywhere else. You can only get that from me because I am an expert and damn good at what I do. You guys see what I'm saying? So work with me. Would you like to work with me? Make the call to action. And this is after you've talked about it 12 times, right? <laughs> do you guys see what I'm saying? Right? Like I know my stuff. With the six-figure mastermind group, I know my stuff. I can get you to six figures. I can get you there. I can't make you do it. I can get you there, right? I can give you what you need. I have compassion. I push up my sleeves. Like I said, I am your partner, right? Like I get into the trenches with you. I help you write. I help you like all of this stuff, right? Think about power sheets. How many of you have heard me talk about power sheets, right? How many times have you heard me talk and got more and more excited, more and more excited, more and more? And then you get on a list and then finally, eventually you bought the thing, right? Like, this is that trajectory that I'm talking about where people have to see something so many times, even if they know they want it, especially when they don't think they're not sure, they need to go through that experience of hearing it. And what they need to hear, right, are all of these things about why you, why you, not just why the thing, but why you, right? Um, don't make decisions for people and don't decide they don't want it. Don't decide they won't pay for it, right? Like, do you guys see what I'm saying? So like, this is the thing, right? Like, this is the thing that happens. Like, and people are like, but Rita, like I talked to somebody and they said, no, they said, no, cool. I don't mean badger people, but I'm again, as an expert and as somebody who has worked with hundreds of business owners and has studied sales inside and out and gone to every sales training and sells myself, what I can tell you with absolute confidence is no is just the beginning. It's not the end because it's not usually a hell no. It's a no for now. This isn't the right time. This isn't the right. So like there was a program that I wanted to be in and I went through three sales cycles of that program before I finally said yes, right? My first no was not a no forever. It was just a no for then, right? And so like knowing all of this stuff, dropping assumptions, really listening, understanding a no is often just a no for now. It's the beginning of a conversation. They still need to interact with something 12 times to go through like all of these objections, all of this stuff, right? Like, look, guys, not everybody loves me. I know this is a shocker. Not everybody loves me, right? People don't like that I talk so fast. People don't like that I talk about money. People don't like that I talk about six figures. People don't like that I make like hard life. Good. They're not the right clients for me, right? Um, you might end up with a smaller audience by doing all of this, but it's going to be more engaged and more likely to purchase from you. Does that make sense? So the number one reason, not number one, but the first reason I'm sharing this week about why you're not making six figures in your business, you're not doing enough. You're not getting visible enough, right? You're not getting visible in the right places enough. You're not getting visible in the right ways enough. And I broke it down into actions, right? We even said 12 times for people to X and also five times for people to see it once. So how many times do they need to see it in different ways, right? So they need to hear about the results, but they need to hear about why you, but they also need you to step into your expert shoes and share testimonials and case studies and like all of this stuff. You guys aren't doing that nearly enough, right? Then you need to ask for the sale. You're not asking for the sale enough. You need to promote enough. All of this stuff, you're just not doing it enough. And it's because of everything we talked about being ingrained. 
in you about your fear of being annoying, okay? How was this for you guys, right? This is just reason number one. On Wednesday, we're gonna talk about reason number two. And on Friday, we're gonna talk about reason number three. By the end of the week, you will know exactly what to do to make six figures in your business, guys. You will know this information is not mind blowing, <laughs> right? It might help you like the way I say it. But again, people have to hear about things in different ways to see themselves in it and have it apply to them, right? Like, but this isn't mind blowing information, right? But by the end of the week, you're gonna have it all. But this is why my six-figure CEO mastermind exists, and there are only three spots left. It starts, um, it's supposed to start the week of February 3rd. It may not actually start right then. Um, like, it'll, it might start more towards the middle of the month. Um, <clears throat> but at, at either rate, it starts next month, right? There's seven women in it. It's only a group, it's a group of 10 women who come together for six months, learn each other's business inside and out with access to me for private coaching, coaching through group sessions access to each other and to me between all of that, eyes on your business, strategy, support, other expertise, social media managers, virtual assistants, all of this you're getting, they're all other members of the group. They're going to give you their, their information, their advice, their connections, their resources. It's literally all of the support you need to get out of your own way and do these things to be okay with being more visible, to let go of the fear of being annoying, to not think of your business as you, to separate yourself and step into the shoes of the CEO of your business so that you're making decisions from your business from a place of what's good for my business and not from a place of fear or what do I want to, right? Like that's what the six-figure CEO, if you're watching this and you're in it and you love it, I would love for you to comment on it um, and say how much you love it and why you love it. But this is the piece. This is all of this, what we're talking about this week. It's all embodied in this program to allow you to see yourself as the CEO of a business and make business decisions, not personal decisions, but to know how to do that and to get the support you need to do it. And you also get monthly planning documents to help you do that, right? So we're talking about everything from looking at your numbers and knowing about reports to like how to create new offerings to how to deal with pricing, like all of these CEO type things we're going to be stepping into right? You get private coaching, you get private strategy, you get group expertise, group support. You're going to be hitting your goals. You're going to be reaching it because you're going to have everything you need to get out of your own way, right? And I'm going to put a link to that. Click on it, check it out, apply. Applying does not obligate you, right? I, in fact, it's not like an immediate pay and you're in. I have to interview. You have to look at your application. I have to make sure you're a good fit. So if anything, the application will have us have the call, right? And I actually have a call today at 1.30, so I might only have two spots left after 1.30 because it's in the order applications are received is how people are considered for these final spots, right? It's an incredible program, guys. If you are ready to like drop the fear of being annoying, if you're ready to do these other two things I haven't even told you about that I'll tell you about on Wednesday and Friday, right? If you know you're ready, if you need the support, you need that, you feel I'm doing enough, but this must be, I must be having this missing piece. This must be the piece I'm, I'm missing. Look at it apply. I would love to have you in the group. I know without a doubt, it has helped people think about their business differently to achieve results that they never thought were possible. Okay. Um, feel free to ask me questions. Let me know your thoughts about this. Let me know your takeaways. Put it in the comments. I want to know. I hope this was helpful for you. And I will talk to you all soon. Take care, everybody. Bye. Hey, before you go, thank you for listening to my show. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please take a minute to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you get your podcasts and leave a review. It'll only take you a second, but it will help other people discover the Rita Mimi Do It show. And my goal is to share this business boosting and life-changing content with as many people as possible. 
In fact, because I value your time so much, every month one reviewer will win a free coaching call with me. So if you want to get laser focused and go all in on the results that you most want in your business, then leave a review now. And then head on over to readamamedoit.com where you can find the show notes from today's episode.